I'm Yael Grauer. And I'm Melanie Gale. And this is The Karate Chop, a podcast about Cobra Kai and all things Karate Kid. All right, so we had a long hiatus. Yes. Life got in the way. Yeah, for both of us. Yes. But we are back to discuss episode number four. We're going to discuss episode four, Cobra Kai Never Dies. Although in this episode, it almost does. Right, right, right. Uh, Okay, so the episode actually started with um, Johnny's son, Eduardo, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) um, doing his computer scamming. I think he kind of drew the line, though, at selling it to three people. He did, but he may believe he was somebody, I mean, I guess it was supposed to be like an Apple store. He impersonates somebody and then steals something. Right. But then, then it's like you said, he only wanted to sell it to one actual person. So, mm-hmm. right. I mean, I guess he does have some type of moral code. There's a lot of criminals who have moral codes. True. They're like, they're like I won't kill children. I'll just kill adults or whatever. Right. Right. <laughs> well, he's not killing anybody, but he is hanging out with a bunch of losers. Yeah. And then he sees his dad's flyer and like... Yeah, and he gets angry. And this makes me sound like an old person, but I can't stand his hair. He has to cut the hair in season two. You know, I, just, I was surprised yeah. they didn't give him a man bun. Which I know, I thought right? would have actually looked good. So he either has right. to cut it or grow it out longer. It's that yep. weird in-between phase. Because, and, and he won't be able to fight or anything with his hair that length. It's like a bad length. But anyway, he just got on my nerves. And I'm like, get off my lawn. It makes me sound like an old <laughs> And uh, I don't care. I can't stand it. I used to do something with it. I remember the first time I watched this episode, because obviously I rewatched it before the podcast. But um, right. I thought he was actually working at the computer store. And I was like, is he hitting on that guy? Like right. he was oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, I was true. Like, this is weird. I don't think we do have anybody gay in this show no. that I can, uh-uh. oh, they need to change that. Right, right. Yeah, so then meanwhile, Johnny is day drinking. He's uh, thinking about Miguel getting beat up, and then he's spray painting. <laughs> well, well, now, you skipped over a big part, though. His okay. mom told him, my son isn't going to your dojo anymore that's it mm-hmm. which you know i mean i really can't blame her considering that he took her kid home you know beat up from the halloween party and i said it before but i'm saying it again that's a love interest i think that they're really kind of dropping the anvil there uh-huh well that would make it easier for him to not be as much of a loser because she would just clean up after him <laughs> well, i don't know if she's a type she's not i don't think maybe she wouldn't i don't know but yes but to go back to what you said he is as always day drinking so he's drinking he's upset yeah and then he like spray paints danny's billboard mm-hmm. and my favorite thing is how and how did he get the spray paint he traded his beer to somebody spray painting i'm gonna forget what the guy was spray painting right yeah so um, luckily that he had had the beer as um, usual. So and what did he do? So he vandalized Daniel Sons, um, one of his great big billboards. Right. And as guys are wont to do, of course, he, he drew a penis on the billboard. Right. Um, which Danny's kind of <laughs> easy to troll right now. He's had a phase in his life where he's very mm-hmm. easy to troll. <laughs> And and he gets very um, triggered by him. As I said, he needs to go to therapy because he just says, I know 
Johnny wasn't the best guy when he was young, but he was like Ted Bundy or something. Yeah, that's something it seems you could just kind of roll your eyes. I know. Like, it's just stupid. But anyway, yeah, so Daniel Sons driving to work and sees the billboard with basically the dick coming out of his mouth. And then he calls the cops, which is kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Actually, I really liked my favorite line in this episode was when his wife said, if they arrested everybody that you're a dick on things, there wouldn't be any room for the murders. (laughs) (laughs) And that's true. And I do think it's kind of funny about you know, who, who he thinks it is. It's like his big competitor, Tom Cole. Right. And what I love is when they show his TV ad, how he kind of is making fun of Daniel Sons. Yeah. So like instead of getting the bonsai, you get a, a you know, drought. Um, what, what would it was you call like a it? little cactus. Yeah, yeah right, right, was, right. He's like, are you saying I'm wasting water? I don't know. It's funny because I bought I bought my husband a bonsai tree to plant for our anniversary, but it was um like a failed present because <laughs> it got mold everywhere. I think you like water it and then put the um, plastic wrap over it or whatever, and it just got That's super moldy and we just got rid of it. <laughs> but... uh. Yeah, that ad pissed me off, but it was also really unethical, I think, for that media company to show him someone else's ad. And I don't know if you should even work with, I guess it depends on the firm, but some places won't work with people who compete against each other in a single industry because it's kind of conflict of interest. Yeah, well, that was borderline. But if I was Daniel, if I had them show me my competitor's ad... I would have ripped up the contract right there because what's stopping them from showing your competitor your ads. Right, right. But yeah, there was a lot, like uh, Cole sent him the 100 sausages, which Mm -hmm. was kind of funny. And then he's like, I'm going to go over them and yell at them about his ad, which is also Mm -hmm. like... Like, if they weren't supposed to show him the ad, he wasn't supposed to go and talk to them about it. Like, I don't know. Well, I thought that was well, kind of... going over there, I'm confronting them. It doesn't matter what state you I'm live in. You know, that's trespassing. He was very aggressive. He did that nice little roundhouse kick and kicked the dude's bubble tea out of his hand. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. technically not assault because he just kicked the tea. I know, but still. <laughs> so, yeah. and, I don't and, know if and, it's trespassing because it's a public place. No, but it, was, it was still shitty. It's, it's, still proper, it's still private property. But anyway, I'm a dad. But he wasn't asked to leave. Problem. Yeah, he does have an anger problem and it was kind of a douche move. That was a sweet kick. I kind of don't mind the bubble tea getting kicked either. <laughs> I don't like to drink anything with chunks in it. I think it's gross. That's funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's kind of like freaking out. And then, yeah, I think Daniel's son loses this episode so far as far as like he was unnecessarily aggressive. Um, though he did manage to make up with his daughter. He tried to make her Bananarama chocolate pancakes. She wanted mm-hmm. to talk to him. But eventually, eventually she wanted... I think it was after she broke up with her awful... Oh, yeah, it was awful. Yeah. We're getting ahead of herself a little bit, though. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. With Sam. Let's go with, back. Let's go with back. With Sam. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, Johnny brings Miggy back. He's beat up. His only student isn't allowed to come there anymore. Right. His, his grandma's grandma's sticking up for, for mm-hmm. Johnny. And mm-hmm. so is Miguel. He's like, he's not a loser. He's a great man. But yeah. Oh, but Granny has kind of an edge to her, too. Yeah, I like her. Yeah. 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 She's pretty cool. She doesn't like this little, I mean, you know, well, it's okay. Just kind of like this little old, old wallflower. She's all like, you need to go and learn how to beat people up. Yeah, She's he got pretty beat, funny. He got beat up not because he did karate, because he didn't do enough karate. Um, right, exactly. Yeah, so Johnny has to close the dojo. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm done. And then meanwhile, he finds out that apparently on a canoe trip with his, his son. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah, <laughs> so his kid is impersonating people, stealing, and is causing issues at school. And Johnny gets the call. And Johnny's like, what the hell? Because... 
he's been like to quote his ex-wife Robbie's mom he checked out on day one so he has not been an involved father in any way and you know of course we don't know the whole backstory there it's possible Shannon pushed him away some too Johnny seems like the type who wouldn't want to pay child support to be honest so he gets called to the school Robbie isn't impressed with him with his dad being there yeah he's like I I mean I thought it was kind of cool that he told off all his friends and tried to do the dad thing and give him a lecture but I can also see why Robbie is like Mm -hmm. you're not you're not even involved in my life but but it was cool how he didn't get triggered the way that Danny did when his son was like personally insulting him like he tried to stay focused so interesting yeah. And then he, when he couldn't get through to Robbie, he went to talk to his mom. Mm. So it's like he's really trying to, like, for whatever happened before this that we don't know at this point, he's at least trying to make things right. I mean, this, whatever way he can. This whole entire series, just like Star Wars, has all these daddy issues in it. Right. And the thing that's been really interesting to me in this episode is I, I don't know what ever happened to Daniel's actual father. We don't really ever find that out. But he had a very strong, good father figure in Mr. Miyagi, Mm -hmm. very caring one. Johnny never had anybody. He had that bastard Ed Asner as a stepdad that was horrible. Then he had a psychopath sensei who was a father figure. So why all this is so interesting to me is in this episode, Daniel, who had a great mom and, you know, had a good father figure, he's the psycho dad. And like you said, I mean, Johnny's the one that... You know, he's really trying, even as he's day drinking, he's still wanting to try. Yeah, I didn't know. And it, but the only way he really knows how to try is to be more aggressive. I guess he showed that right. there was kind of a soft edge to that because it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's going in and yelling at his son and yelling at his baby mama. But uh, are they married? It, it makes it sound like they were. I think mm-hmm. that it's it's his ex-wife. And, I mean, you know, just to, just to be fair, she looks like that she's a bit of a drunk, too. Right. And oh, yeah. That, no. She's which not. which kind of explains a lot about Robbie, you know. Yeah. He doesn't have anybody, really. Even if they care about him, they're I'm not engaged in any way. Yeah, it sounds like his mom doesn't feel like she can get him to do anything. Right. Exactly. Now, to go back to what you were talking about with Sam. Right. Okay. So, Sam goes to school. Aisha's getting made fun of. I couldn't tell if Aisha was mad at Sam for being friends with the girls that started that or not but i think so yeah so it's not really sam's fault but she kind of could have said more done more mm-hmm. i think i don't know it's complicated uh, but yeah sam has a date with kyler with kyler who, who is also i think a little sociopath too right he's, i mean he's a bully he beats people after death just cause right and then uh and then sam actually sees him in the library Mm-hmm. Um, yeah he throws uh i forget that kid's name i think it's dimitri yeah so he was bullying them and just being a douchebag and she sees it but she doesn't mm-hmm. say anything but she's like not approving right but she still doesn't say anything she's a nice kid and it's hard for teens to ever do stuff it is it's just a horrible time of your life so that's what's kind of interesting with this is she going to do the right thing right right she's slow to whatever it is. do what She's like slow. If she, I feel like they yeah, kind of yeah. set her up to eventually do the right yeah. thing, but she sure yeah. takes her time about it. She's, or like she tries to kind of play both sides a little bit, where she's like, "I want to be friends with bullies, but I'll still mm-hmm. stick up for my friends, sort of a little, but not really." Yeah, right, right. You say, "Well, Kyler's kind of hot." It's just like Kyler. He's kind of hot. He's a dick, but he's hot. You know, it's kind of like kind of like what you said. She she like waffles on the uh, moral center a little bit there for a bit. Right. But at least when they went to the movies, she she used her karate finally. 
<laughs> yeah, because it shouldn't surprise anybody that this kid won't take no for for an answer. And you know what what she calls him out on his bullying, he kind of hand waves and then kind of goes right to third base, and she doesn't like that. And he doesn't just say no. He's like, no means yes. And then just like you said, we finally get to see her martial arts skills. Right, right. And then she starts talking to Danny again because she broke up with Kyler. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like so. Yeah, maybe Danny's like a little bit of an overprotective dad, but like I think his heart was in the right place as far no. as trying to take care, protect his daughter from uh, a creepy dude. He is creepy. And Daniel Son, and this isn't giving him a pass. I can tell you from my own personal experience, he's an Italian dad, and that really does mean something. They can be, oh my God, just beyond helicopter parents. They were helicopter parents before helicopters were even invented. Right. But he was like beside himself when she wouldn't talk to him. Like it wasn't like he was just like, oh, she'll come around. He was like, like it was kind of eating away at him. So yeah, I think he, I wonder if he just had, I know he had challenges growing up, but I feel like sometimes people have like too much support when they're growing up, aren't able to handle like things not going their way. That's actually a really good point. I actually wrote down um, what you just said. Oh, really? Because, yeah, because it's like when people do have support, they don't have – I mean, I, he had hardship in his life. I don't mean that. But it has been a long time since he has. He has a nice wife. He has nice kids. He's very successful in business. He has friends. He's very big in the community. So if any little thing just kind of rankles him, it's kind of like what you said. It's – it's like not a speed bump. It's a mountain. And he has trouble dealing with it. And that's kind of like what this is with Sam. And like, I think the whole thing with Johnny, if you or I had some dude from grammar school or high school or anything that we just kind of ran into, somebody's a loser, we'd be like, what a loser. And that would be it. But he just lets it really get to him. Right. Well, he lets everything get to him. He was mad yeah. that they painted over the billboard starting at the end instead of in the middle. <laughs> right. That's like, true. Who does that's that? True. Who paints the billboard? I told you. I told you he needs therapy. He needs therapy. And then I could see why he was upset when the marketing people said that like karate was a gimmick. Oh yeah, I totally I totally agree. I mean, it's true to an extent, but he's also been doing this what's it been? 30 years now or right. whatever. You know, I mean, he has a sweet little dojo in his house and everything. I mean, you know, it's a big deal to him. So, I mean, it's not just kind of like his gimmick per se. Though I, like I said, I do kind of see how they, I'm a perceiver from um, a marketing um, view. Yeah. Yeah. But he, yeah, no, you, so I agree with you that he needs therapy and is easily triggered, but I think <laughs> he also needs to see everything really black and white with him in the, as the victim. Like he has right. this No, victim. you're right. Exactly. It's like, there's no great with him. And that's why I found this episode really interesting because Johnny becomes way more gray in this than he has been and is actually starting to go a little bit, I don't want to say toward, toward um, the good side, but you know what I mean. He's actually dealing with with all this horrible stuff in his life better than Daniel was to an extent. To an extent, but he did also remember, like, he climbed up to a billboard, took mm-hmm. a dump. I think it was probably him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he got a billboard and then spray painted and left flyers up there. Like, he's a very sloppy. I know, and he shouldn't do that, but, you know, I mean, it's been a while since since we've since our last podcast you know but uh, like daniel keeps him being kind of a jerk to johnny when he should just be like whatever dude so mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't know both of them are in the wrong with that but he also know? was triggered by just seeing a billboard he's like so that's they, actually a good so point they have too. an interesting dynamic there i know 
But of course, yes. like when, when Danielson finds Cobra Kai flyers were posted on the billboard and then with Johnny, of course he's going to be like, Cobra Kai is evil, Johnny's evil, and I have to I do something to stop this. And I mean, this is getting way far ahead, but you know, season two starts, is it, I think, in May, everything. And I really, really kind of hope this next season that they go together against a common enemy. That would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. So know. what we see with uh, on Johnny's end, well, so first of all, Miguel's mom yes. is really babying him. She picks him up mm-hmm. in school. She <laughs> wanted to see the new Spider-Man with him, which would have been better if this was recorded like after the new Spider-Man came out. Because she definitely would have wanted to see that, I think. Oh, you mean the animated one that just came out? Yeah. yeah I agree. I still like Homecoming better, but I think it's the best Spider-Man on side of Homecoming. Oh my God, so good. So yeah, so meanwhile, Johnny's watching, I think he watches like a son and dad eating ice cream. and he's Yeah, like, yeah, I'm in a restaurant. Yeah. Right. And they're adorable. And so he's like, I need to do something. And I think he's kind of using Miguel as like a, um, like instead of a son, as like a replacement, right. like a son figure. I, right. And I I love how they do this because you know this isn't like some great big Oscar movie, but this was great. He sees him in the diner. You can see he, all, there's all these feelings, and he's like, I have to do something. And the next thing you know, you know, he's saying that, um, you know, he's he's looking right at the camera, and he says that kid is the only person in the world that's never given up on me. And then you see who he's talking to. He's not talking about Robbie. Right. He's talking to to Miguel's mom. Yeah, though I think Robbie has given up on him. So. Well, true. I think he actually really means that. Right. So yeah. it's funny because I feel like, I wonder how much, uh, and I obviously am still on Johnny's side for this episode. I think he <laughs> showed better character. But I yeah. feel like we give him a lot of credit for like, or sorry, he told Miguel to get lost basically and then changed his mind. Whereas like Daniel also had that reunion with Sam sort of. Yeah. So we give him more credit for it because he's like fucked up and like gone into the other extreme so it seems well, like he's he, he I, also he doesn't have any role models in his life good ones That's now true. i'm not saying he doesn't have agency and that he's not at fault for stuff he does i absolutely am not saying that right. i guess maybe i i can be honest and say i do judge i judge johnny on on the curve i should say because to me daniel knows better right okay but johnny maybe doesn't and again, I'm not one to like the bad boys in movies and everything. I just feel kind of sorry for him. Yeah. Johnny, you That's know, and, and everything. But he does that. Uh, so he has his one student back at Cobra Kai. Right. And, right. you know, and tells Johnny. Now, you know, I've done martial arts. You've done martial arts. Chris, what he tells, not tells. Johnny Mickey, tells Miguel, right? Right, yeah. right. Sorry. Sorry. Is the reason you got beat up is because you don't have um, any defense. So the best defense is more offense, which isn't necessarily true. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, but... I was thinking about that because I have like my style is like don't get hit. Like my right. style is like don't be there. But there are people whose style is like I don't mind getting hit a little as long as I'm getting right. shots in too. So like right. I think it's a valid. I think if I had watched this before thinking about it, I would have been like, well, that's stupid. Like obviously that you know, but. I think it can be a valid fighting strategy. I think that works better. Right. If you're a very strong person. Or if you're like a heavyweight. big person. Right, right. I was just going to say, I'm just like an MMA. Right. They can eat punches and they're just keep on going. And until very recently, that's something that Cyborg would do and mm-hmm. other people. And, you know, they just, 
they're just eat the punchos. They don't care just so they can go in and bang, bang and, you know, knock them out. But that doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. But still, I mean, um, he, he actually seems like he wants to now seriously teach him to really teach him because Cobra Kai is back. Right, right. So that's cool that he's going to teach him again, I guess. So I don't know. I still I still feel like if we are going to judge Johnny and Danny by, I don't know, their children, like even though Sam's a little bit wishy-washy, she's definitely not like causing people harm the way that Robbie is but yeah he I don't know and I wonder what happened in those past 16 years like has he really not like was that his wake-up call when he's 16 and he finds out his son's not in school like like that's the first time he starts oh that's what makes me kind of wonder when what Shannon I think is his ex-wife's name Mm -hmm. when she said you know you checked out on day one and I wonder if she means that literally or semi-literally you know, as in that was it, that she got pregnant and he left or she brought the baby home. She brought Robbie home and he's like, I don't care about the kid and then left soon after. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it'll be very interesting to find out. Yeah. And I wonder if he just was like, uh, it seems like he retreats when he knows he's not wanted. Right. So I wonder if she told him, like, I have it all under control. And he's like, all right, see ya. And right. just assumed everything was fine for 16 years. Right. But, you know, I mean. I did say he seems like a guy who wouldn't pay child support, which maybe I shouldn't have said, but he still seems like some some of my relatives. But, you know, I mean, until very recently, he, you know, he worked real hard. He had a decent job and everything. So my point is, it wasn't like he was laying around drinking all day and not working and not taking care of his kid. I it was know. funny. The 80s references were funny here when he talked yes. about a boombox. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> What's that? What's the boombox? Oh, I just love it. And and I hope they never change the way he dresses with his mid to late 80s and early 90s stuff because it's, it's just perfect. I just love it. I could kind of relate to that, even though, like, you know, I use new technology, but I can kind of relate a little bit to, um, like, I miss being able to make people mix tapes on tape recorders. Right, <laughs> right. Actually, I told a friend of mine to make me a mixtape because I am um, I, on his Patreon. And if you pay a certain amount, he's like, I'll make you anything you want. And I'm like, make me a mixtape. And he is like, you mean like on a tape? And I'm like, no, everybody just does it on like Spotify these days. But a CD would work. (laughs) I was going to say, you could still do it. It would just be a playlist. Right, right. But they yeah. used to call it mixtape list or something. They just yeah. don't have like a category. So, so like you could do that, like, I mean, you know, 15 songs. So you could send it to people you like or. Yeah, people do still do that because I traded some with um, a classmate of mine because uh, I wanted to introduce her to some old school music she maybe hadn't heard and also hear what she was listening to. She's a lot younger than me. But I don't know. People still make CDs because I still have a CD player in my car. In fact, I wish that I would still have a CD player on my laptop, but I also want like a headphone jack on my phone so i'm weird i I have a a plug-in cd player i have like one that i can plug into my laptop and put cds Mm -hmm. on so i can watch like cd-rom stuff or listen to music or whatever but then you can just save it as files and then you just have to deal with memory issues i still have a cd slash dvd drive on my computer oh cool okay Mm -hmm. and it's not old it's only like about i don't know what is it about nine months old 10 months old so i mean it's not like some like 10 year old a laptop or or gateway or something yeah but i was just thinking the other day about how vinyl i still think vinyl sounds better and it's not like i grew up with it so it's not like i'm nostalgic though i did have a little seven inch player and i had maybe like three or four records because some of the punk bands would put out records you know and eventually i got rid of it but i just think it like sounded better it does sound better but it's it's easy to mess up 
because yeah. it's like and you know Johnny probably had a huge vinyl collection that he probably wound up having to sell for beer. Oh, you don't think he still has it somewhere? I don't know. I mean, he could. <laughs> because so so here we go. What kind of music does Johnny listen to? He probably. I remember he wrote out a list. Eventually, he writes out a well, list. That's true. Yeah, it's like Guns that's and Roses. Almost some of the hair bands and stuff. That's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot all about that because Miggy changed his ringtone to that. To um, yeah. I can't remember. Who I don't know now. what Danielson listens yeah. to, but I imagine he listens to like classical music and like Japanese music. Oh, he definitely listens to Japanese music. Maybe yeah. some k-pop if he's feeling edgy Edgy. (laughs) (laughs) i still think his wife is like my favorite person oh no she's great she's great she's um sheldon's sister on big bang theory for for a few episodes so she's been on a bunch of stuff and everything but she's pretty cool now she probably secretly listens to like norwegian death metal or something i think she might listen to our podcast oh my god wouldn't that be so cool she we follows see- me on instagram i was like so yeah, she, excited i was like we ah! should try to get on and then we can ask her questions about the set oh yeah we should do that i found a way to record three-way calls i forget what it is but um <laughs> while i was in grad school we were learning how to do um radio but they didn't really teach us stuff thoroughly you just kind of figure it out on your own right and I was like, oh my God, there's a MOOC about like podcasting. So I right. took the MOOC and I was like, I can ask questions and get them answered here. <laughs> well, you should brag a little bit now, you know, just for anybody who's listening and um, doesn't know, you're actually a real journalist, a real freelance journalist. You've made a good living from it. And um, you are now going to get your J- um, a journalism degree. So you're in grad school right now. So yeah. you're still writing and everything. I'm going to grad school full time. So I think you should get like a couple claps for that because that's always hard to do. Thank you. I would not recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely well, taken a toll. Don't on forget, my... I warned you. I did warn you. But, I, said, uh, I said you're going to be busy. But I yeah. Like, we have so. to do a podcast before the semester starts. But I think I should have more time this semester. So yeah. hopefully we'll ke- we can keep recording these so we can get through all the episodes before the next season. This, I know, because season two, I think it's May. That's awesome. What I think. I'm so excited just Yay. to sit there and see. And we don't want to give anything away. People haven't watched it and we do want to apologize to the people who have listened it was just a string of events that happened with health reasons and grad school and just all kind of stuff happening so yeah it was but, it's been nuts but we're back yes, so. but we're back and better than ever yes. ready to show no mercy because uh the uh karate chop never dies that's right <laughs> that doesn't rhyme but no it doesn't we're gonna have to think of something we need to come up with a word that means die that rhymes with chop but chop? Yeah. Stop, chop. <laughs> Karate chop would never stop. Yes, oh, that's great. Karate <laughs> chop would never stop. <laughs> I'm Yael Grower. And I'm Melanie Gale. And we'll catch you next time on the Karate Chop. Karate chop.